0: Welcome to Women Rise. What makes me qualified to talk about how women rise? I am a woman, living, breathing, experiencing. I'm your host, Melissa, and in this episode, I will address the big elephant in the room, patriarchy. What's the difference between patriarchy and masculinity? How does it affect us every day? And what we can do to dismantle it, one person at a time? I think this is a really critical distinction for us to make, because to most men this probably sounds like a man-hating podcast, but it's not. It is a podcast that does not sugarcoat the state of affairs in our current world. I was not joking or exaggerating when I said that women are treated like second-class citizens in a previous episode. Not only by men, but sometimes other women too. With all of that said, I want to reiterate, this is not a man-hating podcast. This is however a patriarchy-hating podcast. And there is a very big difference. A little background. So I recently started following a local Portland acupuncturist on Instagram, Christopher Miller, after hearing him speak at a mindfulness event in Portland. He made a post on Instagram that I honestly wish I could have liked a thousand times. I want to share with you his distinction between patriarchy and masculinity. Here's what he wrote. In Chinese philosophy, there is a concept of yin and yang. Often, people associate yin with the feminine qualities and yang with the masculine qualities. Although that is partially true in relation to one another, it isn't true in isolation. Yang is not implicitly masculine, yin is not implicitly feminine. When we call for the end of patriarchy, we are not saying death to masculinity. We are calling for the reassertion of the balanced state of yin and yang. The past few weeks, I've seen many examples of patriarchy alive and well in both male and female identified bodies. There is health when there is balanced flow between both yin and yang. Here are a few adjectives to distinguish between patriarchy, which is the wounded, fragile masculine, versus an integrated, matured, healthy masculine. Patriarchy equals dominance, need to fix, aggressive, power over, rigid, me focused, resource hungry, denies fear, hypersexualized, repressed desire, blind to others, bully, puritanical, validation seeking, attention hungry, posturing, assumption based. Healthy masculine equals presence, allowing, assertive, power with, flexible, goal-focused, resource-sharing, leans into fear, passionate, expressive, aware of self, ally, excited by change, validating, can hold attention, focused, open, vulnerable, seeks clarity. Pretty rad. (laughs) I think that is the perfect way to describe the two personally. So I'll definitely put a link to his Instagram in the description for this episode if you want to follow him, but he has lots of great advice and just perspective on these sort of things. It's always nice to especially hear this coming from a man, I will have to say. Anyway, I found this so powerful. I understand why, you know, uneducated men get nervous when I talk about patriarchy or I say I'm a feminist. It's not an attack on the healthy masculine, merely an attempt to break down the negative which is that wounded, fragile, masculine archetype. This is what this podcast is all about. Helping women rise and patriarchy fall. Societal changes begin with us, our own education, our knowledge, our awareness, because that really is the first step to change. It's always going to start with awareness. So I have an example uh, of a microcosm, uh, which would be walking or specifically manslamming. Uh, I hadn't actually heard this term before researching this phenomenon a little further. And let me explain to you the basic premise. So this basic premise is that men typically don't make space when walking towards women, but women always are the ones to sidestep or move out of the way. Should a woman actually choose not to yield to a man, they will directly walk right into you without acknowledging it. I believe this is not, again, 100% of the case, but truly a microcosm of patriarchy and that wounded, fragile masculine archetype. And how widespread this is doesn't really lead me to believe it's anything other than that. So there have been many small-scale studies done on this, you've probably seen some viral videos floating around about women walking directly into men, but I took it upon myself to try this actually earlier this year when I was in Santa Monica, California. So there was a day, it was a Tuesday, middle of a Tuesday, not particularly busy time, because sometimes this could be blamed on just simply the fact that streets get crowded. But I chose a day where there wasn't going to be a lot of foot traffic and I walked, my plan was to walk seven blocks down to the beach in Santa Monica. In the course of only walking three blocks and not moving at all when I was head on with anyone, I ran into seven men, seven, (laughs) three blocks, not not that far. No women. And to be clear, there was not a disproportionate number of men walking around that day from what I could see. So it was not a busy day. There weren't that many more men than women. And it was kind of amazing that I like actually body slammed like two or three guys. I almost fell over a few times, but it was completely worth it uh, because this was a great personal study so I could actually speak to this topic. And the reactions really varied uh, from things like watch where you're going or are you going to say sorry? I really had to steal myself before doing this to make sure that I didn't immediately apologize after any head-on collisions because they were equally at fault. And luckily, I didn't. Arguably, this could be just, you know, male entitlement, but I really don't think that male entitlement comes from nowhere and it's not that every male is entitled to space in this way. I really believe this is a microcosm of systemic patriarchy. A more pervasive example, and one that probably many of you can identify with, is how women are told that we are inadequate in the way we look and that we must take up less space. This is so pervasive in the media, it actually makes me sick, and I can't actually watch that much media because of it. We are fed messages from the day that we are born as women that we need to pluck this, shave that, cover our faces, cover our eyes to be good enough for the fragile masculine. Muscular women are airbrushed to look toned, and I know this uh, personally from speaking with someone that I just took a amazing movement workshop with, uh, Marlo Fiskin, hearing how You know, she is a very toned, muscular woman, and she was literally airbrushed (laughs) to look less muscular for magazine covers. But I digress. The point is that we are told not to look too strong. We are told not to look the way we look from the day we are born. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to feel pretty, but it's where did our views about what defines pretty or feminine really originate from? The answer is media. And the media is one of the greatest perpetuators of patriarchal beliefs, unfortunately. Not all media, but most mainstream media and magazines want women to look small and they want us to not look like how we look in everyday life. It seems to me that the idea of being tiny, you know, made up about women, really originates from this belief that we must not hurt that fragile masculine archetype, because as that definition, you know, I read a little bit earlier, the true masculinity, the healthy masculinity doesn't care. It wouldn't be threatened by our own size. Do whatever you want with your body, but I beg you don't shrink physically or cover up your perfect pretty face day in and day out to appease the fragile masculine. Do it for yourself. If that's really what makes you feel good every day. Because again, there's nothing inherently wrong with makeup or wanting to be small, but if you do it, do it for yourself and take a moment and pause. Think about really why you want to be that way. What images have you seen that have made you believe that you are not good enough the way that you are? Because we have, we've been fed messages about how we should be by the fragile masculinity and the patriarchal society our entire lives. In the workplace, we look at the undeniable wage gap, right? I don't think that this is always a conscious misuse of power by men. I really believe this is another symptom of the fact that patriarchy is still alive and well despite the growth of women's rights over the last hundred years. And if you think about it, the fact that women only got the right to vote in 1920, which is currently 98 years ago, it's not all that long ago in human history. Many of you listening to this probably still have parents or grandparents who lived in a time when women couldn't vote. Up until even just 60 years ago, it was strange for women to work. Really let that one sink in. Ultimately, each of us has to decide when we're going to fight, when we're going to point out the obvious perpetuations of patriarchy, and how we're going to handle it. I'm not encouraging man slamming, which is you know walking towards a man not moving all the time, or that you have to argue with every man or woman who embodies this patriarchal archetype, but simply to hold awareness to these infractions. What I do encourage you to do is to create more opportunities for women in your business, in life, and most importantly, celebrate the successes of other women because the worst thing that we can do is to compete with fellow women in a time when we are still second-class citizens. We have to help each other rise up. That's the only way this is going to change. Until next week, you badass ladies keep moving and shaking. Check back Tuesday at 9 a.m. for another episode of Women Rise.